0: Now it's time for a breakdown.
1: Thank you, Nick. Nick. You're listening to Gap to Gap, brought to you by The Breakdown. Three two. Double drilled deep to left field. Going back, choice. Looking up. See ya. Three thousand history with an exclamation point. Back to fall.
0: episode number i forgot to look up what number it is seven how are you my friend
1: i'm good i think we're 86 so 86 the 86 mets in this bitch 86 mets in this bitch rp bill buckner um 86 mets are alive and well right now
0: daryl strawberry enough cocaine to kill a horse
1: absolutely uh i believe there was a lot of cocaine going on with mets in 86 yeah uh,
0: there's there's a lot of the, the 86 met. there's there's a, a super obscure reference here um you ever watch the show brooklyn 99
1: i've only watched a few episodes okay
0: there's an episode where the main character Ad- and andy sandberg is talking and it's his birthday and he's like She's And he's talking to his mom, and he's like, oh, I got you a surprise for your birthday. And he goes, you got me the 86 Mets? Spoiler alert, a lot of their lives turned out to be really depressing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Actually, I think, so Daryl Strawberry turned his life around, from what I can tell. Was Lenny Dykstra on the 86 Mets? He had to be. I feel like he just fits that team so well. Yeah, the timeline... The timeline tracks for for old old Len Dog. Yeah, um, I think Nails might have been on that team. And talk about a guy whose life truly did become very depressing.
0: Uh, Lenny Dykstra's rookie year was 85, so you bet your sweet ass he was on the 86 Mets.
1: There we go. All right, perfect. Nails was on the team. We're good.
0: Oh, my goodness. All right, so, yikes. Uh, (laughs) um, It's opening day, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, opening day is here. This is not an April Fool's, April 1st, first pitch. We got baseball back, and this will be the first time until the end of October that we'll have baseball that means something.
0: Boy, that is fun to hear. And we're playing 162. We're not any any joker of a season. Uh, it, 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 you know, it feels so long ago that we were recording on the last time we – we had 162 game season that was 80 85 episodes ago Mm-hmm. and that is a wild
1: statement it's funny when you think about it when around not this time last year because this is right when covid started uh happening and everyone's losing their and our minds. season was canceled yeah the season was canceled or suspended however you want to call it um uh, but i remember like in spring training, when spring training initially started in 2020, we were having our predictions. We were having um, those projections and everything. We were looking at all the teams and how they were constructed. And we were you know we were talking about the season as if nothing was going to happen. And then, boom, fucking stops on a dime. Uh, we're scrambling. We're getting into CPBL. We're trying to watch baseball wherever we can. And that's why I said last episode, I'm going to hammer it home again. Don't take any fucking game for granted. Um, This is, for me, I think, and I'll speak for you too, because both baseball guys, this is special. We have a full season ahead of us. Fans are back in a limited capacity, but they're back. And hopefully we can get back to normal, you know, as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you hit the nail on the head. Cherish every single game because we got baseball back in its full capacity. And that is spectacular given what we were... Uh, looking at last time or last year at this time so with that being said let's jump right into it opening day festivities uh gonna be a little different this year obviously another thing is president joe biden will not be throwing out the first pitch in dc as uh, as you explained to me uh because i wasn't abreast on this story but but after seeing it it's kind of a big deal um the nationals reached out to joe biden when he uh, won the election and said basically said, hey, come on out, throw the first pitch on opening day. And then Joe just kind of went MIA, correct?
1: Yeah, kind of, you know, crickets. Um, you know, just no word back from the president-elect at the time. We're, you know, the Nationals are probably excited because, of course, they were able to get, you know, Jesus Christ himself, Dr. Fauci, to throw a pitch out last year. So you'd think getting the president would be no... uh no big step in, in the right direction for them. Um, reach out to him on November 7th. We're, you know, coming up to April 1st. And just this week on Monday, uh, I believe that was the 28th, 29th. Monday
0: was the, 28th. was the 29th, question mark?
1: Either one. Uh, yes, yeah, so it was the
0: 29th. I filled a yeah. lineup card that day. Boy, that there we
1: go. Of so great. the 29th, uh, Biden's administration basically said, yeah, he's not going to do it. And they blamed it on his schedule and, and, you know, other circumstances, which is all fine and good if it's true, but it's up, you know, you had months to basically say, like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work for you. Yeah. Um,
0: or to either say, we're just not going to do it, or carve out, you know, April 7th as a day, or whatever it was, carve out April 1st as a day. Hey, we kind of got something going on that day. Let's make an appearance shake some hand kiss some babies and here's the thing this isn't about which side of the 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 the, the aisle you fall politically that we don't want this to be a politically charged statement about you know president joe biden but it is it is newsworthy to, to, that uh that an administration i don't want to say led the the nationals on but kind of left them hanging is a better word
1: yeah they left them in suspense i mean i, I think about it i I don't think Trump was ever asked to throw a pitch out, um, but like before him, like I think I I think Obama threw one out for the White Sox. He did. Um, okay, so like that, had and I feel pushed. like
0: Trump threw. I feel like Trump had to have thrown one out during his presidency.
1: I don't think he did, and, but I don't think it was because he didn't want to. I think it's just because no one ever asked him. And you know, again, however you feel about the guy? There's no doubt in my mind that if someone asked him to do it, he would fucking do it. Um, But I think like oh
0: yeah here it is every president since with this with I don't know since when but with the exception of Donald Trump has thrown out at least one ceremonial first pitch during or after the presidency yeah so yeah and with so since 1910 the first um, the American tradition of presidential first pitches began in 1910 when William Howard Taft threw the ceremonial first pitch at Washington Senators opening day at Griffith Stadium ever since or ever every president since with the exception of Trump has thrown out at least one ceremonial first pitch during or after their presidency, either for opening day, the All-Star Game, or the World Series, usually with much fanfare.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and I, I think it's just... I think what happened probably with the, the administration, after seeing him try to get into the airplane, going up Air Force One steps, they were probably like, maybe it's better if he doesn't tow the rubber here, because there's no telling if the ball, A, is going to make it to home plate, or if Biden is even going to make it out to the mound. So... I understand from that perspective. Uh, I just think the timing of it was pretty piss poor on everyone's part. You know, like you said, they kind of left them hanging. They were in suspense for what November to now? What's that? December, January. Four months. Five. Four months. Four months. I mean, that's a that's a whole quarter of a year. Like you, you, you gotta have a backup plan. I hope they have a backup plan. Like you need to have something.
0: Who do you? What do you think? Just full tri- trivia here. What president do you think threw out the most? first pitches during his pre- during or after his presidency
1: um during and after during or after just all time all time um fuck i don't know man uh, i i think FDR. fdr in the wheelchair fdr gonna say this dude couldn't even fucking walk
0: my man threw out 11 first pitches uh from 1933 He threw it at, or so 1933 opening day, 1933 World Series, 34, 35, 36 opening day, 36 World Series, 37 opening day, 37 All-Star Game, 38 World Open, I'm sorry, 38 opening day, 40 opening day, 41 opening day. Jesus Christ. FDR, absolutely rocking the first pitch.
1: Kind of funny when you think that FDR threw more opening pitches in that time frame than Severino, Jameson Tyon, and Corey Kluber have combined for the last three seasons. Woof! Three seasons? No. <laughs> Sorry, three two seasons, seasons. No. There you go. Two seasons.
0: <laughs> and hold on a second. I actually got to see now. Now you're making me look because Kluber did throw the first inning against or it, it, for the Rangers. He does have a pitch count with the New York Rangers. Or wow the texas rangers <laughs> he's
1: hitting the ice too
0: oh boy what was that slip um 2020 with texas one inning come on any total pitches here well, all right fine we'll do it this way texas Corey <laughs> kluber game log <laughs> and it was a game log not games log
1: yeah, one singular game, one singular inning of 2020.
0: And it, it is, it is, it is more of an inning log than a game log here, Corey. <laughs> Why is this so damn hard to find? Regardless, all right, this is a long walk for a short drink of water. That I'm not going to get. Um, so moving on from that, Biden can't throw out the first pitch. Tough luck, Joe. Better luck next year. Um angel hernandez let's talk (laughs) let's talk halo hernandez here halo decided and that is the shape of his strike zone with absolutely nothing in the middle and all of the corners um (laughs) halo decided that he was gonna sue major league baseball on the grounds that he was not chosen for a world series or postseason assignment based on and, and that decision was based in race. Do I have that correct?
1: So he. that's what he argued, that it was based in yeah, race. Yeah,
0: that was, that, was that was his lawsuit. That was where, what he sued on the grounds of. Yes. Shocker, it didn't go well for him. He did not win the lawsuit. Officially, the court rules in, his, in, in the favor of Major League Baseball, stating that it was not, it was not, it was not, about race, and it had everything to do with him being a shitty umpire. Corey Kluber threw 18 pitches on opening day, by the way. So,
1: oh, well then.
0: officially more than FDR.
1: Yeah, but FDR did it from a wheelchair, so we have to give him an extra three pitches for each time he did it from a wheelchair. <laughs> Corey Kluber has two working legs and only amassed 18 pitches in 2020. FDR had polio and was towards the end of his life and still managed to get it to home plate. Valid. So we we give him a little bit of a a buoy there. (laughs) He gets a buoy. (laughs) All right, back to Halo. Oh, my God. Yeah, so Halo argues racism because he wasn't picked. I think it's funny. I think CB Buckner did a postseason series or a couple games, too, and he is also a minority. So the racist – this is honestly, like, again – I know this is a touchy subject, but I think I'd like to just for the record state like, I understand racism exists and it's probably never gonna go away. But I think people like Angel Hernandez are the biggest assholes in the world because they cry victim for something they don't see fit because it impacts their ego more than that it actually impacts an actual situation. And I think I'm fair in saying that. Like, for all the people that are dealing with legitimate issues. And claims there's probably 50 other Angel Hernandez that will come through because their ego f- allows them to feel like a victim and then try to capitalize on top of that because everything is so cancel culture right now. You probably can get away with a lot of it. And in this case, it obviously didn't work. But I, I think I don't think I'm too out of bounds or outside the lines here by saying that Angel Hernandez is just a total piece of shit for trying to capitalize yeah. on the race card.
0: He's a bad umpire. He's a piece of shit. Apparently, he's a piece of shit person when you try and talk to him, too. And, and then he goes and plays the race card. And this is just what's wrong with a lot of stuff in the world right now, to your point. And, and, and yeah, it's it's a shame. It, it's a darn shame. And I don't ask for much, just maybe a, an ounce of self-awareness. And, and maybe, <laughs> you, Halo, maybe you look yourself in the face and say... Maybe, maybe it's not race.
1: Maybe I'm just dog shit at my job. Yeah, he didn't call that one too right. Um, much like shocker. His, Hey-o! Hey, hey, hey. Uh, much like his his track record too. So I saw this. I thought this stat was actually pretty uh, remarkable because I'm going to get into the next point after this. Seventy-eight um, percent of his calls that were challenged were overturned
0: yep that's an insane number by the way that's
1: that makes weathermen look like nostradamus like think about that almost 80 percent of the time that you make a decision on the field that impacts the game in a number of different ways has been judged wrong after further review and i don't want to get into the semantics around his strike zone because you've alluded to what we called him halo um, you can, and if anyone's curious, just go to YouTube and type in Angel Hernandez. What will follow on the auto search is not kind, and nor should it be. You can see an example. There's, I think, on there's YouTube an hour or
0: Google. Cause I'm, I'm gonna do this right now. What do you want? YouTube, I or think,
1: Google? I found it on YouTube. I think there was like a 25 minute highlight reel or low light reel of just him missing balls right down the middle. Um, <laughs> umpire
0: worst, umpire Mid-season <laughs> form, bad calls. <laughs> umpire interviews angel hernandez fired angel hernandez ruins perfect game
1: yeah he is just the worst he and this also just goes into like the umpire's union because the i think the worst part about all of this again because he played the race card and because he filed a a, uh, not a legitimate but an actual claim no it um, was a
0: legitimate lawsuit It, it was it was a real lawsuit how you feel on the 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 what's it called the the I don't know, the leg to stand on, I guess.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you're right. It it was a legitimate lawsuit that he filed. Um, The worst part is, because everyone knows this guy's a fucking joke, so the worst part is it gets, obviously, it it gets thrown out, and the quote I want to share with you on how and why it got thrown out I think is amazing. Uh, Joe Torre, former manager of the Yankees, now with the MLB League office, essentially had this to say, and this was what the judge had to read out, the explicit reason MLB offers that, according to Torrey, Hernandez has not demonstrated the leadership ability and situational management skills in critical high-pressure roles on a consistent basis. It is presented in clear and specific terms. Yeah. Joe Tory basically bodybagged Angel Hernandez in a court of law, and I could not be more proud of the former Yankee great manager. Put him in
0: a true, true body bag you guys want to see a dead body i mean holy cow
1: basically saying like the only reason you're around is because the umpire union will never get rid of you because the union is too strong and also they can't fire him now because there's actually a law that after after you file a lawsuit you legally cannot fire someone based on the verdict or the outcome of that trial or lawsuit uh, so we're stuck with Angel Hernandez for the foreseeable future. So my question with that, is it a permanent thing? Can he never be fired? That's not to say he can never be fired. if he if he does something like egregious that again like if, if something happened where he was charged with something outside of baseball or something within the game happened, it, it could potentially happen. the problem is the union is so strong that it all goes through the union right? They have to review everything.
0: But you could, but 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 baseball could not fire him on the ground of being a bad umpire, is, as I'm reading this.
1: Yeah, correct. They can. So like, that it doesn't is, it doesn't matter.
0: That is so frustrating. However, credit to Angel, credit to Halo, for for I mean, honestly, win or lose the lawsuit, the checks from MLB don't bounce about for for umping games. Whether you're 78 or 100 percent wrong. I know the That's, checks don't bounce.
1: Now you can't get fired. Not a bad gig. Uh, Again, like you, you're, if, if I was half as bad at my job as Angel Hernandez is all the time at his job, I wouldn't have a job. I mean you're way. right and believe me I'm not if you
0: want to to have an, uh, a session about bitching about umpires boy oh boy did you catch me at the right time because I'm pretty sure I found one of the three by, blind mice behind the plate for my game <laughs> on Tuesday
1: but golly I'll tell I, you what though in this day and age granted um,
0: JV baseball they're just kids I, I can't hate too much but at the same time golly hey it's for the fucking kids it's um, for the kids man they're just kids
1: But, you know, I think with the – the minor leagues are already starting to test out these robot umps. So, I mean, it's not going to be long before we have fucking R2-D2 calling balls and strikes. Um, I don't think that's a good thing. I personally like having the human element. As do I. But I also understand why people are – you know, they give it pause and hesitation when you have guys like Angel Hernandez and Joe West and CB Buckner – where the ego of the umpire overshadows what's happening on the field because and it's you know in essence the the umpires do have total control of the game uh like it or not like they are the ones calling it inside the lines and on the base paths and everything else they're calling the balls and strikes and if you have a player that doesn't like a call most umpires i believe will you know they'll give a warning or they'll listen they'll take feedback um but those three that I just mentioned, especially Angel Hernandez, they have quick fuses and they will throw you out of the game. So they have all the power to alter a game. So I understand why some people have some trepidation around this. Um, but, you know, as, as we keep getting into this digital age, you know, why not get a hologram of Stevie Wonder and throw him behind the fucking plate? Because I swear to God, you wouldn't have a difference. Stevie
0: Wonder, Angel Hernandez, Spider Man meme. Yeah.
1: Or Ray Charles. Stevie Wonder's still alive, I believe. So <laughs> one blind well, man yeah yikes just get stevie wonder call him up he's not doing much these days
0: (laughs) you know there's a whole rabbit hole on the internet that stevie wonder is not actually
1: blind i've yeah i've seen all of them believe me (laughs) i'm sure he hasn't seen them oh my god what is the next topic (laughs)
0: <laughs> COVID-19 vaccine is going to be required by 85, 85% of a team um, in order to have MLB re- loosen COVID restrictions on that team. Um, I'm not one that... Uh, I mean, how do we do this without getting into the, the, the actual positions of it? How do we toe the line on this? This is weird. This is weird.
1: It's weird. You're right. It's... It's weird because it's – I understand – again, like you're right. How do we not get into the weeds on this without pissing some people off? I think the the most logical thing I can say is this. And and again, this is broad strokes. I'm not getting into it. I'm not a fucking epidemiologist or virologist or any of that shit. So take what I have to say. Neither am
0: I a herbivore.
1: Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Take everything that I have to say with a mountain of salt, not just a grain, everything. Um, I think the logical thing here is We understand uh, that there is a vaccine available We are also at the understanding at this point That cases are steadily declining most places The Cardinals, to my knowledge, are the only team right now That have met that 85% threshold So they will be able to loosen restrictions immediately The what What I don't like about this, though Is forcing people to... Submit to taking something or to doing something that they, for whatever reason or not, and maybe it's just because they flat don't want to do it. Um, but you can't force people to take something against their will, uh, which essentially call me crazy, but I think it's written somewhere in a, on a piece of paper that our founding fathers created. Uh, but essentially says you're not, you don't have to do what you don't want to do.
0: I mean. Um, I will say there is a difference between freedom
1: of speech and freedom of shots. I would say freedom uh-huh. of expression is just as a, a, again, broad strokes. I just think, yeah. it's, I don't Super like broad the, strokes. I, yeah, I just don't, I just don't like the idea that you're, you're mandate, you're not mandating, you're incentivizing, I guess is the better word. You're incentivizing people to hit this number, this threshold until everyone can, can, you know, loosen restrictions. It shouldn't be like that. It should be the people that want to get it, get it. The people that don't good luck to you. Right? okay I, so
0: like, so I guess I guess man I can't believe that your point against it actually kind of talked me into it but you're they're not requiring they're not saying if you if you want to play this season you have to get the vaccine right but they are saying if you want looser restrictions which I I think I understand because realistically if you have more people vaccinated, then the restrictions, in theory, should be looser.
1: They should, but at the same token, it's you're inoculating all these people. You're telling them that everything can get back to normal, yet we're still told that we have to wear masks and socially distance. So the, goal pro- the goalposts keep moving, and yet now with these players that you're saying, you don't have to take it, but if 85% of you take it, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. That's, to me... Again, it's loose, but I mean,
0: all right, so, so, so I, uh, uh, to, to, to change what we're speaking about and just see if it, because I'm playing devil's advocate at this point. Like, if your job gives you, in, uh, let's just say, an extra vacation day, if you hurt, hit a certain sales number, mm-hmm. you don't have to hit it, but if you do, here you go. You can have this quote unquote looser restriction on when you have to come to work.
1: Sure, but let's say like because the other thing is they're they're asking for eighty five percent of the whole club
0: organization. Yeah,
1: you know, the organization. Yeah, to take this right. So for some people, for like what I said earlier, for some people that just don't want to do it and, it, and take the vaccine out of it for anything that you apply to this eighty five percent threshold rule incentive, whatever. There's always going to be some people that are just against doing it. So now Absolutely. you're it singles out those people that are that are basically saying no, and you're singling them out. And then it gives you someone to yell out and vilify when in reality it's just they had a different opinion on something and they didn't want to do it. But now they're the asshole because they're holding the team back from, you know, loosening restriction in this case. And I think that's where it becomes more of an issue. I don't think it's an issue trying to incentivize players to take it. Like, I think that's fine, but I think it should be on a personal level and it shouldn't be something that affects the rest of the team regardless of the decision that they make.
0: And I think part of that... Um I shouldn't say part of it. A question mark for me about that is what happens when, you know, let's just say a team's at the 84% mark and it comes down to two guys that don't want to get it. Are we going to see, are we going to see teams pressure, you know, those guys into a decision that they don't want to make? Or are we going to see teams, be okay with just sitting back and understanding that this is what this is what it is and uh, man i don't know this is this is such an interesting topic and and it's it's hard without diving into your beliefs about forced vaccinations or, or mandatory
1: vaccinations it's not even, it's, it's yeah you're right like because the 84 the, the number there is so arbitrary right if 84% out of
0: 85% i would love to see that the science behind um why they chose that 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 mark
1: i would again that's that's really what my question is too is why did you come to this number because you know that there's going to be teams that are probably right on the cusp of doing it but then you're right do we then vilify the players or the members of the organization that don't feel comfortable doing it and then because they're they're obviously going to be the one holding the rest of the team back from getting what they're trying to get out of this which is loosened restrictions it shouldn't be like that it, it, you know, my personal belief, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's fair to those who might have a different belief. And this isn't to go down a rabbit hole of anti-vaxxers versus people that are getting their flu shots every year and shit like that. Like, I don't think that's what this is. I think this is, to what we just said, this is a weird... The devil's in the detail with the numbers. The numbers, to me... Yeah,
0: the, the, I, I think encouraging players to get vaccinated is is not the problem here. I actually, you know, I think, I think that... Encouraging people to be informed and make their own decision is the right way to go about this regardless of where you come down on the aisle if you choose not to get it good for you if you choose to get it good for you but be informed about whatever decision you make and and if the science says it's the right thing to do you should encourage people to do it but don't put a number on it that says like a, a a dangling carrot mm-hmm. because let's say that, 80, that a team hits 85, and then they get a positive COVID case, were they going to change it to 90, then 93, then 96, then 100?
1: No, exactly. You're right, because anything could happen, because there's an, that, that extra 15% that doesn't need to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Because mm-hmm. now, like let's say that it is split down 50-50, and there's there's a silent, you know, 50% that does want to do it and a silent 50% that doesn't want to do it. But now you know that the number that you have to get to is 85. So either way you look at it, 35% of people are probably going to be uncomfortable with whatever decision they make. Mhm. So that's that's my big issue with it. I don't like it. I think like I said, I think the devil's in the detail here with the number and until you can give me some actual quantifiable facts and not just conjecture I'd be on board with it. I, I agree with you. I think encouraging players to get it because it's the right thing to do, uh, to, you know, to get back to normal. I think that makes sense. Putting a, a hard line number in the sand like that to say you have to get here before we do it, I I think that is, you know, it's a little perplexing. Especially if I'm a player on that team, um, I'd be a little pissed. Is it weird
0: that I would almost rather MLB come out and say? If you want to play in 2021, you need the vaccine versus this arbitrary number of 85. percent
1: Well, at least there, it's more consistent with yeah. In the sense, and,
0: and that's it. It's it's not a it's not a vaccine versus not vaccine thing. It's a consistent of either everybody's doing it or everybody's not doing it. And like like that's where I I formed that take from.
1: I don't yeah, want to no. I don't
0: want to come across like a like a super vaxer or whatever.
1: No no no. I, I don't think anyone is you know gonna you know, interpret that, that way. I think to your point. This episode
0: got political.
1: No, (laughs) I think it's just, it's a a simple fucking thing. It's like, you can either say no one gets it or everyone gets it. You can't be like, oh, well, some people can get it, some people can't, but we need 85% to move forward. Like that's where it gets murky and that's where I don't like it. I think if you just let people do what the fuck they want to do, you probably have a lot more people taking the thing anyway. I think the fact that they're forcing it in such a way, especially with MLB, with this 85% number that we're going to keep going back to. It's just, it's very strange to me, and I just need to hear the reasoning behind it. And to this point, yeah. there is there has been no reasoning, and I think that's why it gets a little strange.
0: Yeah, I... I, I, I would just love to know why 85% is Manfred secretly a giant Chad Ochoa fan. Is, I mean... I, just, I need to know. I, I need to know why eighty five. That was so it's so weird. Seems so arbitrary. I feel, if you feel like they said, okay, what about three quarters of the team? And they went to write seventy five percent and like, that feels low. Okay, well what about ninety? That uh, too feels high. high. <laughs> what about eighty five? And everybody just kinda looked at each other like, mm, that's it, boys.
1: And I feel that's like it. that's kinda how it went. Diane
0: <laughs> get some lunch. <laughs>
1: All right, circle back in 20 minutes. Let's talk about why 85, and I never had that meeting. Um, so, Let's
0: talk about blackouts, and they never had that meeting.
1: Yeah, seriously. Uh, speaking of the blackouts, I, th- I think that is going to be one of the, the main sticking points going into the CBA at the end of this season. Like, I agree. So if, if you're an MLB TV subscriber, uh, don't hold your fucking breath right now.
0: Really, you? Th- oh, you think MLB is going to dig their heels in the sand and say we're keeping these blackouts?
1: Yeah, I do. Oh, I
0: I thought it was going to be. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were saying that the players will will fight to make sure that that gets taken off the table.
1: No, I think it's. I think they're going to dig their heels in further. I nothing gives me faith about this this fr- fucking front office. So
0: I mean, that's fair. Nothing gives me faith about Major League Baseball handling. Something in the new age of technology, correctly.
1: No, they've done a pretty piss poor job so far. But hey, to you know. But hey, to say the least.
0: But, yeah, I, I thought you were gonna. But hey, something. But all good. <laughs> Rob Manfred says we're gonna have maximum capacity by midsummer.
1: We'll Hello? see. Oh, okay. I thought I lost you there (laughs) no I'm just I'm taking this in I think this I obviously with after Goodell came out a couple days ago and said we're going to have maximum capacity uh, for the whole season you know the rest of the rest of the sports I think basketball and hockey clearly are obviously in the middle of their season right now where it's not going to affect them because they have they're playing under their protocols that they've established before the season started so it makes sense why they wouldn't just change on the run right now to open everything up for football, which is obviously the biggest of all of the sports from a revenue standpoint to come out and basically say, yeah, fuck it. Like I've come to the game. If you want to come to the game, come, if you don't stay home, watch it on TV. Uh, that's essentially the message that I got from the Goodell statement. So of course, Goodell Manfred, basically
0: said if you're scared, go to church.
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much. And I think Manfred who, you know, let's be honest has never really been, a maverick in, in terms of setting he's standards.
0: Not, he's but, not big on firm statements. Yeah.
1: So the fact that he came out and said by midsummer, again, arbitrary day, what the fuck is midsummer to you? Because to me, it's 4th of July. Uh, to some other people, it could be like late July. So we'll see. Um, but if you're going to stay full capacity throughout the league, and you're saying it now and April 1st, then you better fucking stick to that one, because there's a lot of people out who miss baseball that want to go to games. And I guarantee if you backtrack on this, oh, one, whats you... this
0: hand doing raised? That's weird.
1: <laughs> Did you want to say something?
0: No, I was just saying, I was curious as to why my hand was up there. You it's, said it's... a lot of people a lot of people want to go to baseball games then my hand just shot up.
1: Oh my god! I thought like you were talking because I saw in the chat like it says, raise the hand.
0: Oh, is it still? Does it still have it? it Yeah. (laughs) I thought I took that down. Oh, that's so funny. Oh my god. No, I'm okay. Fuck, we're gonna have to uh, go go back from. Fuck, we're gonna keep all this in. Fuck it. Um, (laughs) Wow, that's so funny.
1: We don't edit on the '86 Mets episode. No.
0: The eighty, much like the eighty-six Mets, we do not uh, take care of
1: what gets input to the body. Exactly. This is all for your pleasure now, people. So, um, no, but he, he much like have... Lenny Dykstra says to his <laughs> <dates>. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm gonna say this: Manfred better keep his fucking promise, because. Enough people are out there that when they hear maximum capacity and they can go to the games, they're going to want to go to the games. Um, So don't fuck this one up. Manfred, you have fucked everything up that you possibly could. Don't fuck this up, especially in light of a CBA coming down the pipeline. Give us what we want this year.
0: Yeah, he, Manfred, can a commissioner get
1: ousted? Yeah, I think they can get impeached. Like, I, I think there is, it's almost like... In
0: case this episode wasn't political enough.
1: I just my fucking water. Um, <laughs> I, I think there's actually like an impeachment process for commissioners of these leagues. I think they can't. There's like a trial that they have to go through and everything. Uh, but I, I think it, it can happen. Do I think it? will? no. Um, no fucking shot. Because I don't know who the successor would be to Manfred, right? Like, there's no Mark Cuban. <laughs> actually, maybe Joe Torre at this point. The guy seems to be the only one with fucking balls at the whole. What's it, Tony Larusa? Uh, yeah, but you, he needs to get a driver to take him to the office. And um, that's fine. Better that than to the White Sox
0: stadium because I, I'm actually scared how bad he's gonna fuck that team up.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be a tough one to watch. Actually, um, very tough to be honest. I like, don't, it's...
0: I don't want the White Sox to be good because obviously divisions, but. I want that team to be as fun as they look like they can be.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, we should, we can talk about This is a good segue into what just happened to the White Sox. Uh, but, you know, to touch on the Larusa thing, that one still boggles my mind, why they felt like they had to go out and get a new manager after the success they showed last year with this young core. You know, I feel like continuity is a big thing for a young team, and you, mm-hmm. you basically just shake it up and bring in... A dinosaur like Tony La Russa, who hasn't been in the game for years. Um, well,
0: here's the thing: I think if they would have gone out, gone out, gone out, and gotten a young guy that embraced analytics and and understood the culture of what they were trying to build, it could have been something special. Now, I'm on pins and needles, wondering: Are they going to get fucked up now?
1: Yeah, I I think honestly, I think they might be. Um, you're right because like the, La Russa is so out of touch with how the games evolved in just the last five years um, they had it again they have a really good team the players are still the players it's just now the manager can Larusa put them in a position to be as good if not better than last year and I don't think the answer is yes yeah I would agree with that speaking of that, and it's... Eloy Jimenez cool.
0: <laughs> oh baby Oh, baby, Eloy Jimenez going to rob a home run in a spring training game and now on the
1: shelf for quite some time. hmm Yeah, that's a tough break uh, or a tough rupture. It,
0: and, and, and to me, I don't understand. It was middle of the game, wasn't it? It was like the fifth inning. Yeah. Why was he still out there?
1: Yeah, that's, like, that's what I don't understand about spring training, and I guess any preseason for that matter. I understand the, the reasoning behind having preseason anything because you want to give them live reps and you want to get them in shape, um, but you're right. Like, Do we really need someone who we know is going to be counted on for 400-plus at-bats to be in the game? After four innings and also exerting himself to the point where he's trying to rob a home run that doesn't count, no. Um,
0: And to me, that's where that's bad management from Larusa. Larusa needs to take let these guys know it's fucking spring training, bro. Yeah. And it's it's the detriment of having a young team that's gonna go out there. 162 times and and play it like it's game seven these guys don't know how to be pros yet
1: no you're right I mean they you,
0: you want you you want your guys to go out there and play hard and you want to, to to as a fan in an ideal world you want to think the guys are giving their 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 all on every play but but over the course of 162 you have to understand that it's not realistic
1: yeah and especially when and the, you add an extra 30 games or however many in the spring training, um, So, I mean, that's, it's even more, it's almost 200 games now because there's, those are 200 opportunities for something like this to happen where proper coaching and proper managing just come in and say, listen, like, you know, you're going to be starting for us. Like, you know, your spot on this team. We just want you to feel comfortable at the plate in the field. We don't need you going Superman in center right now. Like just, you know, reel it back a little bit, save it for April and clearly there was either that message wasn't conveyed effectively or you're right they just don't know how to be pros yet and that does somewhat fall on the players because when they're in a position like this and they're just out there playing balls to the wall quite literally um, stuff like this can happen but I think a lot of it has to be blamed on La Russa and his coaching staff for not identifying why the fuck do we have one of the cornerstones of our franchise in the field right now in a game that does not matter
0: Yep. I, uh, that's that's the nail in the head. I, I got nothing else. Um, rough Net door cut. What do we think about it?
1: What a fall from grace for this fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> like,
0: he hasn't been the same since he knocked fucking Joey Batts' his knock, his sonny's off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ever since then, it has been downhill. Because I think after that, too... I, I believe Tex. I don't think it was right after that, but I know in the past couple of years, Texas had already kind of given up on him. They sent him down to the minor leagues. Um, he's been up and down since. He and this is a guy that, for you know, coming up during the middle of those playoff teams, he was hitting bombs. Like he looked like a perennial All Star caliber second baseman in the American League. And I don't know what happened, but the guy just forgot how to hit, forgot how to put the bat on the ball, and now he's without a job. And, you know, if you told me that this was going to happen three, four years ago, I'd say you're crazy. Yeah. You're not wrong. I really don't know what happened with him, though. Like, I, I, I don't need, really, I don't like, I, I don't think we need a fucking ESPN 30 for 30 on Rugner or, Dar- or Roughneck odor. Um,
0: Roughneck. Shout out to Monty Jones.
1: Yep. I don't think we need a whole documentary on it, but I, you know, just a little blurb, like maybe a YouTube video, if someone wants to take. I'm not going to do it, but if someone wants to take the time out of their day and do a deep dive and go down the the roughneck odor rabbit hole and figure out what happened to this man, I would watch it. I don't want to do it, but I'll watch it. I would love to
0: know, but I'm also not going to be the guy to, to to make it happen.
1: Yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not passionate about finding out what happened to this man, but if someone took the time to do it, I'd t- I'd take a look at it.
0: Ruffin O'Dore was always a guy that you could steal late in a season-long fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. And he would. He wouldn't be great, but he would he would get the job done for you. Get you 20 bombs. Yeah, he hit 20. But hit you 20, bu- 20 ding dongs. Um. Two fifteen. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. But such is life. Nationals are going to be short-handed on uh, on opening day after COVID tests coming positive uh just a couple hours ago here. Yep. I mean, so it begins, right?
1: Yeah, so it begins. So I guess the the Nationals are going to need to get that 85 number right out of the gates. Um nah, this sucks though. Like th- this is I was praying that we weren't going to have any issues like this, at least for the first week, you know, just opening day. Like just let us get through a regular opening, a normal opening day. And now this happens. Like you really hope that they can do the right contact tracing. They can try to isolate who they need to isolate. And it didn't affect the teams that they were playing, or it's not going to affect any other teams that they're going to have to play in the near future. Um, Because again, like spring training, that was also, you know, under uh, a quasi-bubble where they didn't have a lot of travel within their respective states. So Florida, I know, like, the Yankees only played the Tigers, the Phillies, the Pirates, and the Blue Jays. Um, I don't know who the Nationals played, but, you know, they only played a certain amount of teams within a certain mileage range. So you you really hope that this didn't cause like a little mini-outbreak like what happened to the Marlins last year.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. You gotta hope, but... Who fucking
1: Knows <laughs> We'll find out I mean We we will find out Before first pitch If they infected Anyone else
0: Yeah Yeah we will And and I for one Am not looking forward To finding out When it happens And I'm not even saying If anymore It's gonna happen oh, But yeah. We'll cross that bridge When we get to it For now We have baseball Back on
1: We do. Very exciting times.
0: Thank God for that. Sorry we got so political today. We'll be better next week. Until then, he's seven. I'm Tommy. We're out. Enjoy. See ya.